This is the EVP Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's the EVP Podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm Ghosty. I'm DVO. I'm Beaker. And we are back, y'all. You guys ready for this? With an echo at the beginning. Yeah, because we're spooky. It's spooky. It, so spooky. it sets the tone. Yeah. yeah. Everyone should understand. It's almost spooky season. Yeah, it's better than elevator music. What do you mean it's almost spooky <laughs> season? You mean it's always spooky season? <laughs> it's always spooky season. Spooky music? For us here on the EVP podcast. You're damn right it is. So uh, today, this episode, we are going to talk about the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. The Looney Bin. The Looney Bin. My second home. <laughs> That I've never been to. Second to the forest with your ginger squatch clan. Yeah, <laughs> duh. Good old West Virginia. Oh, yeah. So this place is uh, in Weston, West Virginia. And uh, this asylum, yeah, this place is pretty nuts. A lot of things, a lot of, lot of hauntings going on here. Um, this thing was built in 1864, so this has got some history. It's over 100 years old, so you know that's the marker for it's going to be haunted. And... It was also built of sandstone, which is quartz-based, which is, this is what they, there's a theory that sandstone is uh, an element that will hold spirits. It will record Hmm. uh, a lot of energies and keep them there because of the, 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 uh, what's that called? Metaphysical properties. Interesting. But, uh, so this building, Trans-Allegheny, it was a uh, later changed name to the uh, first called the Weston State Hospital. Weston State Hospital. Well, in 1913 is when they changed it to that. Oh, that's it right. Originally opened as Trans-Allegheny. And it was made to be a safe haven for mental patients. But people were getting admitted here for all sorts of different things, as, as like asthma, laziness, <laughs> laziness, <laughs> grief. Hey, clean your room. No, you're getting admitted. Seduction. Imagine, oh. imagine getting admitted for being horny all the time. We're just winking your eye. <laughs> like that's it. You're you're getting admitted. Um, greediness. Huh. <laughs> Menopause. Wow. Uh, anger issues. <laughs> Epilepsy. Uh, egotism. Egotism. You'd be there. <laughs> you'd both. We'd all be there. Just kidding. Mostly ghostly. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh. Drug abuse, uh, religious enthusiasm. So all those fanatics, all those fanatics would be going there. That Barry Stratham guy would be there. Yes. Oh my God. The the you know, the moon landing guy, <laughs> whatever his name was, Bart. His name was Bart. Barry. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So there was uh, different wings set up in, in this hospital. For, the thing is, uh, people just get dropped off though. Like, oh, you're oh, being a little egotistical. So we're going for a little car ride. Do you know? The, literally, the first patient there was a woman, and she was dropped off by her husband because he was just kind of like done dealing with her. <laughs> well, they offered money to pay to people to drop right, patients right. off. Yeah, they'd offer money. Yes. Literally, the first patient is just like, "I'm sick of you. You're going here." Like she's she's hysterical. I I don't get it. I just got home from work. I'm getting barked at. She needs to be admitted. She needs Pretty to be much. checked out. And then, yeah, they would just be done with them. They'd never hear from them again. It's <laughs> forgotten about. How oh, crazy is that? Oh, my God. So this... Yeah, Sounds this like my kind of town, to be honest. <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> if I could go back in time, it'd be that It's like, it's like, almost like the witch trials, right? Like, you don't like somebody, you can just claim they're a witch so they can get burned at the thing. And this is the same thing. All right, I'm kind of sick of this person. 
there's, there's a reason they should be admitted here. They actually mentioned the witch trials on their website in their history oh, section. Oh, they? Because yep. so, uh, it was the same thing, like you just said. Yeah, that's wild. So, yeah, this place was originally built for 250 patients. And, you know, supposed to be the safe haven and all that. Well, it quickly got overwhelmed. I mean, imagine hearing about, you mean I can just drop her off? I mean, I can just drop her off? Or my foe? I can just drop off my foe? Drop you both off right now. This was, it was a nice facility. It was a state-of-the-art facility. They brought people over from Ireland and Scotland or wherever, from Europe somewhere. Uh, because they always had Irish people building stuff back then, <laughs> um, and it was it was a state of the art facility. They had each room was like huge, meant for like one individual. The whole purpose of this is they built it in like some weird V shape, kind of like in a bat wing shape, because the light was supposed to come in. The light makes loony people happy. And, um, <laughs> well, let's talk about the size of this. That's literally what this uh, the the Kirkbride guy that right. built this hospital. He had like seventy of these hospitals around the country. Well, yeah, they didn't know much about mental illness. And what was the size of this hospital? Well, it was built on 666 acres. Because they also wanted to be self-sufficient, like have their own farm and things like that. Their own stuff. Just be like their own little village, I guess. And these these patients weren't like locked up or anything. Like they were free to roam the grounds because being out, it stimulates their mind. Right. It it heals them. Well, they weren't prisoners. No, they were just there. They were, yeah, patients. Right. And uh, so... Out of the 250 people that it was supposed to house, <laughs> it quickly turned to shit. So by 1880, there was already 17, 717 patients. Wow. And then by 1938, there were 1,661 patients. Uh, by 1949, there was 1,800 patients. And so nine uh, times capacity. By the time it hit the 50s, there was that already 2,600 patients in there. Oh, jeez. Ten times capacity. Right. So each room that was meant for one person had four to five people in it all the time. People that's sleeping how, on the floors. Yeah, that's how bad that shit got. Sanitation um, went to crap because they didn't. They were understaffed. They also did not have medication for mental illness back then. Like then nobody knew shit about it. They were still learning about it. They also didn't know how to say no. <laughs> no more. <laughs> they had the they capacity. Had, they had oh, very highly money. scientific procedures. That cured mental disease. So they found a miracle cure there. They have watermelon seeds in it? No. This one was better. This was made of ice picks. Oh. This is the highly scientific. (laughs) Okay. So they did a thing called lobotomy. (laughs) There was a doctor there, uh, Dr. Walter Freeman, who was known as the father of lobotomy. Oh. Good for him pioneering that. He's (laughs) He's on to something. Someone you should look up to. Um, But he performed over 100 of those there. Jeez. That and, was more than that, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I, I'm say, there was He probably performed more than that across the country, maybe, but he performed of, over 100 there at this okay. hospital. Um, where, and lobotomy is where they took an ice pick above the patient's eye and lightly hammer it in to sever the connection oh, to tap, the frontal lobe. Tap, tap, tibbity, tap, tap, So tap. They, they separate that, and then they mix it around to just really make sure that that frontal lobe is like not connected again. Get rid of that again. prenatal for- cortex. So the frontal lobe, what that is in your brain, if, if any of you were asking, well, what does that do? No one was asking. Tell us. They though. were all asking. I, I know they them. were. I'm asking. So <laughs> the frontal lobes are important for voluntary movement, expressive language, and for managing higher level executive functions. 
Executive functions refer to a collection of cognitive skills, including the capacity to plan, organize, initiate, self-monitor, and control one's responses in order to achieve achieve a goal. So if you scramble that up, what does that make you? A vegetable. A vegetable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you pretty much aren't able to do anything anymore. You're a potato. Yeah, and like you're, you'll think about having to poop after you've pooped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you even think about it. I think it just kind of happens, and you're like, you just go about. Your I day. shat myself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, they were doing that to kids as young as four years old. Whoa, that's crazy. And that's, and I think they just kind of started doing that to to patients that they just didn't want to deal with. Like, but they were running into. Uh, we'll fix them. Right. I yeah. got this. Um, where's my ice pick? Where's my ice pick at? But uh, some of the stuff, like, what was it? There was a lot of stuff that would end up happening to them after that. After they would get a uh, lobotomy, they would get uh, epilepsy, hemorrhaging, brain abscess, dementia, or some of them would even end up dying from it. Yeah, of course. That's like, like well, maybe the four-year-old. Jeez, <laughs> right? So. And they called this a miracle cure. Only, I mean, the people that called that the miracle cure were probably the ones that didn't have to deal with people that didn't have to deal with them anymore. Like, yeah, oh, put it's him, a put miracle. Put them for the rest of the vegetables. Good, good thing we brought them here because look how fast he deteriorated. They good can't they think for themselves or wipe their own butts, but hey, they're cured. So yeah, that's how kind of that's what crazy shit they were doing because they didn't have medicines back then. Wow. Um, it was highly scientific. So they yeah, they had uh, they had different wings of this hospital. So they had a, a wing for violent adult males, and then they had a rehab section and they had a kid section. And uh, but yeah, so out of all these different rooms, um, they have like the lobotomy recovery room, and in that area, when people go through there now, uh, people are feeling nauseous, and some say they've been scratched. Uh, there's a room called Lily's room and that belonged to a a little girl who there's, there's a couple different theories of who this girl Lily is. Some people say she was dropped off there. Some say she was, uh, a daughter of a patient born in the hospital and died in the hospital, but they all say that she died there around the age of between nine and 12 of pneumonia. Um, but she's one of the most active spirits in there and she'll roll balls around and, roll them in between people and then uh, uh there's another section called uh the the ward f and that's where the violent male patients are kept were kept and uh in there you could see where there's like the walls and doors have been beat up by these patients ward f yes as in physicality f for physical <laughs> got it <laughs> so yeah you could see like uh like when they were showing pictures of it there were uh Look like knuckles where somebody like punched oh, a steel door. Okay. okay. And uh, I mean, yeah, there's still damage through there that you can still see. Uh, let's see. Some uh, some people say they get an overwhelming feeling of pressure and can't swallow in that area. Interesting. But yeah. Um, and then there's the room where the bedpost murder happened. And this shit was gruesome. So this is a patient named Dean Metheny. He was murdered by two other patients named James Wood and David Mason. They shared a room, right? They shared a room. And uh, this happened in September of 1987. So this wasn't like long time ago, 100 years ago or anything. Um, and what they were doing to him and this guy. Well, first of all, they're getting sick of his shit. They're we'll getting skip. sick of this guy not talking to him. 
Yeah, <laughs> this loner guy that didn't want to be bothered by anybody. He so, kept to himself. Yeah, this guy kept to himself. He was a mute, actually. He didn't talk. Uh, he, he was, he did have mental problems, but he, you know, he wasn't all there, but he was, I guess they said he was a nice guy, but sometimes had violent outbursts. So I guess his roommates had enough of his shit, but I don't think, I think, you know, of course they're not thinking right either. Um, which this was pretty gross what they did to this guy. They threw a bed sheet over, uh, one of the pipes that ran across the ceiling and then, uh, tied it around his neck. And then strung him up and hung him until he'd pass out and then drop him until he regained consciousness. And then as soon as he regained consciousness, they'd pull him up again. They'd hoist him up until he'd lose consciousness again. And they'd do that over and over again until they got sick of it. And then after they got sick of it, they decided to put his head underneath one of the steel bedposts and jump on the bed. Until it ended up piercing his skull. And died instantly at that moment but those those two ended up getting charged for murder but were not found to they found where well, they were unfit to stand trial right because competent yeah so they ended up staying in the asylum all the way until the asylum closed wow um but there was an episode of uh portals to hell with jack osborne and uh katrina katrina and so they knew about the story that happened and they brought in that one medium, uh, Michelle, the one the Conan O'Brien lookalike. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so <laughs> they brought they brought her in, and she does not know where she is. She's blindfolded all the way, it, like, actually they drive in there and all that. So she has no idea where she's at and what room or any of this. And as she's in there, she starts picking up on the spirit of Dean, the, the one that was murdered. And she's picking up on him and saying how he's on the ground and uh like kind of scooting around but not and he's been he was known to be very childlike and and to be on the ground a lot and then she was also trying to talk to him but he wouldn't talk so she even picked said that he was like not talking he was like a mute and they even said yeah he is a mute and then she starts talking about how he's like getting up like you know what pretty much said everything that happened to him like verbatim without ever knowing where she was and all that it was pretty wild she hit it right on the nose but uh so i don't know if you've seen that but that was pretty wild i, I did see it yeah um but uh that was really screwed up what happened to this guy uh and then uh on the fourth floor this floor was considered to be one of the most terrifying in the the fourth floor the fourth okay. floor there's two wards in the fourth floor uh, ward t that's where they had the uh, alcoholic and rehab wing, and that is known to have most of the physical attacks. And they've seen an aggressive spirit in there and hear chairs being dragged. So that's what goes on up in there. And then Ward R, that is where they see dark, figure, uh, dark figures slithering across the floor and doors getting closed. Hmm. Um, so that's what's happened on the fourth floor. And then they have a medical center. Uh, in the medical center... That's behind the hospital where the lobotomies took place. Um, that's also where the morgue is. And they've uh, seen some giant shadows and other physical attacks back there. But, yeah, that's kind of a rundown on the hospital uh, of the history. So why is quick. it haunted? Oh, I don't know. There's some crazy stuff happening. Definitely happened. nothing to do with the <laughs> fact that it, when it was being built... And then they just had the southern wing built, and they were still working on the hospital. Uh-huh. The Civil War broke out, 
And it ended up becoming a fort for the, I think, both the North and the South were using this this building at the time uh, as, oh, wow. a, as a, a place during the Civil War. That's a lot of people died. That's badass. I mean, this thing has gone through a lot of bodies. Lots <laughs> yeah. of bodies. Once yeah. it was finished building, they didn't expand anything. They didn't, you know, make it any bigger or try to add on to it other than they made the cemetery bigger. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. kept growing, I bet. Yeah. They had a room. Know? They had a room. I just did the did you know. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> did you know? Did Actually, you? there was a spirit there, um, Jacob Ayers. He was probably in your, the fourth floor wing where the alcoholics were. Okay. This dude, they say they see him roaming the hallways looking for his beer. For his um, beer? For his beer. Oh, Apparently, like they uh, on the Ghost Hunters show, the episode, the first one they were there back in 2008, Apparently, they actually got this on evidence of him looking for their beer. <laughs> um, the, so they went back and looked into it. And uh, 1892, Jacob was actually admitted there. And he was an alcoholic and he was delusional. And he was constantly thinking that people were stealing his alcohol. What was the evidence they got? Uh, him saying he was looking for his beer. Like an EVP? I'm assuming so. It just says, looking for his beer as heard during an investigation in the Ghost Hunter show. Okay. <laughs> Glad we did our research. Yeah. <laughs> it's there. Okay. Some other stories of um, what happened during the time it was open. Uh, a lot of the former female employees were raped. I'm sure they were outnumbered by patients. The employees were getting raped. Their employees were raped. So I'm sure oh, they were. Like, I'm sure they were outnumbered. Uh, a few things about some of the staff members too. Um, obviously, they were attacked. There was a nurse who went missing from the asylum. Two months later, her body was found at the bottom of an unused staircase rotting. Oh, shit. Uh, There was a gentleman named George Bodie. He died after a fight with another patient. Um, Another one, another patient, Brian Scott B., he committed suicide. His body was found eight days later. And then another patient stabbed by another patient 17 times. So just some of the known stories while he was in operation. Oh, that the one about the nurse found at the bottom of a stairwell, that unused stairwell, yeah, that's, ugh. and obviously again it's rotting, so they don't know what was probably was done to the nurse, but I'm sure not nice things. And like we said earlier, like this wasn't meant for prisoners, but at the same time prisoners were getting sent there. Yeah, because of and then you other have violent reasons. So yeah. they have they're like kind of roaming the, the grounds, and I guess uh, I mean you could imagine they're probably like teaming up and planning to do gross shit like that right you know? right yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then uh, i'll list off some of the things that have been reported from people investigating or visiting or things like that so so a lot of the like, i don't know what do you know what it is today is it, is it do, do they do anything there today they do uh ghost tours tours okay oh they got zombie paintball coming up oh yeah they uh, do the zombie, zombie paintball. paintball okay that sounds pretty cool though. that does sound pretty cool have you heard of those they do those here no uh, they have people dressed up as zombies. Oh, okay. I see where it's you're going. And then you have you have paintball guns, uh-huh. and you're shooting these zombies, okay. trying to kill these zombies. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. You want to know what they got going on? Here's a list of their events. So you're on their website. I am on their website. So they got the Asylum After Dark that is running September 23rd to October 30th. They've got... Uh, does, it, does it say what it, that is? Yeah, it says, join us for Asylum After Dark, our celebration of all things spooky during the month of October we have What You Need, award-winning haunted house, three haunted house. flashlight tours, 
and uh, main building paranormal tours and ghost hunts. Oh, okay. They oh. also have something called Hearse Mania. Hmm. That's October, or I'm sorry, September 23rd and 24th. Um, that one is a Halloween-themed event celebrating customization, preservation, and restoration of professional cars. Oh, okay. Got the fall festival starting. They've like it's a flashlight tours, haunted house, zombie paintball, and on October twenty second, they have the asylum ball. Okay. And you can go dancing. That's pretty cool. That's, that's some cool kind of cool over there. So <laughs> they got a lot of stuff going on at Trans Allegheny. Yeah, so you can you can go investigate there. The All current right. owners, I believe, bought it back in 2010, 2011. Uh, they got it at an auction. They want to <coughs> preserve the building because a lot of these old asylums have been torn down. Uh huh. And these people decided they wanted to save this one. No, it's good. I'm glad they did. So, I'm glad they're still profiting off of it. I yes, think they, they do a lot of cool stuff there. So I was gone last week, and we had a special guest, Caden. Thanks for coming on, Caden. And I was in San Diego, so I actually tried to do a Whaley House investigation. They don't do any. There's tours. I mean, you can take a tour of Whaley House during the day, but they don't have any investigations for paranormal investigations. And I think it's kind of sad that they don't. I think they, they could capitalize on that a little bit. I mean, I've never taken a tour of the house itself, so I don't know what's inside. Maybe there's a reason. I don't know. But, there, I mean, there are some ghost tours around there, and you can investigate outside of it. But, as me and Ghosty have investigated outside of it, there's, nothing, there's nothing to investigate. Mm. But, anyway, back to the loony bin here. These are some of the reportings happening. So, staff and visitors report seeing ghostly figures walking through the hallways at night. Typical, right? Um, a doctor reported that a spirit followed her home from work and continued to terrorize her to this day. So maybe something attached to her. Uh, a spirit... Oh, never mind. We talk about Lily here. Uh, but yeah, Lily is very active, as, as uh, Ghosty mentioned. Uh, there's a former patient, Ruth, who hated men and had a habit of throwing things at them while she was there. Uh, she lurks the asylum. People state that her spirit has a dark energy and some even report being shoved up against walls. Uh, a nurse named Elizabeth maintains a presence in the asylum, including closing doors and walking the hallway. So maybe they see a, a nurse outfit, somebody walking a nurse outfit. <clears throat> um, there's a, all right, we talked about Jacob here. And uh, the other thing is there is a lot of reports of a black mass that people call the creeper. And it crawls along the walls and floors of the asylum. We were watching um, um, Beaker and I, a little clip from Portals from Hell. Paranormal Lockdown. Yep, that's what I said. A normal lockdown. <laughs> and uh, they caught something on video. It, I, watching it, I guess it, it looks like something, they say, something's crawling, and then it turns into maybe like a slither. As me and Beaker watched it. I, I didn't see anything. I think it was a shadow effect. You probably saw more than I did. It didn't look like anything was happening. I think it was, yeah, I think it was a shadow effect, but I'm not I'm not dismissing the fact that people are seeing something crawling around. I think around. that'd be something more yes. you see with your eyes being present there, like uh, you have been more of a right. personal experience, not even catching it on film. So right. that's the most dark thing people are noticing. There's a, a, a creeper. But then obviously there's a lot of door slamming. People hear door slamming when no one else is around. Um, laughing, random laughing. So definitely things I could I could see happening in that in this building. <coughs> this so, is one of the places I'd like to go check out. This would I be would good, too. yeah. And now that I know that they actually do investigations, because sometimes we talk about, oh, we'd like to go here to go there, but they this might place not even actually allow does us. it. Yeah, this place That's, would let you uh, do it, it. You do. You can do private ghost investigations. I don't know the price. I do know that it's two hundred and fifty dollars for insurance. Um, oh, okay. If you want to do a private one, they do do public ones, uh, but. Some of the evidence that we were watching from the 200th episode of Ghost Hunters, 
was actually kind of cool. There was one part where Adam and Amy were in a hallway talking, and they hear this loud slam. Yep, I heard they go, that. They go in the room, and there's a, a chair that... There was actually two chairs in the room, and they think one of them might have like either opened up all the way, or there was one leaning against the wall, and they think that one might have been pulled away from the wall and slammed against the wall. Um, there was a lot of activity. They had like a REM pod, and they had actually asked at one point like how many spirits were in the room, and it beeped for how many spirits were in there. Oh, interesting. Um, but the the best one, I think, is the one they say for last, the one that we all just watched. Uh, they had a stationary camera to set up in a room where nobody was at at the time. And they're showing the lady that owns the building how there's like a book or something on table. the table. And you can see the page. And also the camera is either on the table or next to the table. Yeah, it's right next to it. And you can see the page starting to move mm-hmm. across the table. And there's other paper on the table. None of the other papers are moving. Yeah, it's just the top, this, this one page. And as they're showing it to this lady, she starts freaking out. And she's like, I got pictures of that guy. And they're like, what? Uh, and then they go they go on to show some of the pictures they have, but um, it's apparently the, the one, the most like violent guy that's probably the creeper. Yeah. Maybe. They have, in the video, they, you see a guy standing and kind of peeking around the corner. Yes. Yeah, so and then as you're watching the video, as this page is moving, you're watching this guy slowly just fade away. Like, uh-huh. he doesn't walk away. Like, he doesn't, you don't see him like disappear behind the wall or anything you yeah. watch him just slowly just like disappear. yeah dis- uh-huh. yeah that's the cool part because usually everything kind of moves away yeah. or like goes to one side or down or up yeah this thing just disappears yeah that was actually really cool that was really cool i don't know if it was this episode or not i don't remember if it was trans i think it was i watched this episode with brandy a long time ago um and I remember there was like they were in a hallway, and they hear like a knocking noise, and they go to check it out. And at the other end of the hall, they hear the knocking noise, so they go to check it out. They keep hearing knocking on opposite ends of the hallway, and Brandy just starts laughing, and I go, "There's two spirits messing with them, aren't there?" And she's like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. So they are the spirits were like fully aware of what they were doing, and they were trying to get them to go back and forth down the hall. Interesting. I mean, there would be so many cool places to go on the East Coast, but this was one of the places that I've West I've Virginia. Just, yeah, if you guys didn't catch at the beginning, West. Well, Virginia. I think we should go to West Virginia and on the way home hit Kentucky. I ah. mean, there's so many other places: Penhurst, uh, Eastern State. I mean, there's so many cool places we need to go check out. Boston, all over Boston, Salem. Yeah, man, Salem, Boston. You got the Lizzie Borden's house up in there somewhere too. But I think uh, this. I think this would have just as much activity as like Waverly Hills. Yeah, I can see that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And I think that that slithering creeper is more. Yeah, something that you would actually experience. Uh, you know, not expecting it. You know, more like turning your head and seeing it happen as it's happening. That's how it could. You know, people's experiences. I could see that being why it's not documented as much. They just catch it at the end. Yeah, there's probably just a lot of people that see that, you know, but it's just hard to... It smooths too quick. Right. Especially, I mean, especially if it's like a shadowy figure, catching something like that on camera will be hard in a dark room. As, I'm going to ask hallway. you, on the, the Portals to Hell episode of this one, uh-huh. if I'm remembering this correctly, didn't they talk about how some lady, like, tied a bed sheet around her neck and then, like, got on her knees and just leaned forward and hung herself, basically? 
I can't remember. I watch a water. Uh, I watch a lot of weird stuff, so it could have been like something gosh. else. <laughs> it was one of your erotic, but I, I erotic, like, yeah, erotic yeah, fantasy yes, board sites, right? Yeah, <laughs> that you sent me the link to. Um, Send it to I, your I'm mom. pretty sure that it was. I, I want to say it was at the beginning of the Portals to Hell episode, but I don't remember for sure. Interesting, huh? Oh damn, yeah. I yeah, I don't remember that part, but I just remember the part with uh, where they had Michelle, the medium, come on and. She did that whole scene inside that bedpost room. That was pretty. That she she was spot on with that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's what she's called the psychic hound dog. That's her nickname. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that it, because that's the, the kind of her thing that she does, and it's it, it's cool because when they tell her and give her the validation of it afterwards, she's even impressed with herself. She's like, "Holy shit, that was crazy!" <laughs> she's like, "Damn, I'm good." Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's right. <laughs> but no, I like when she's. I like her stuff. I like her and Chip. They're both really cool. Yeah. But uh, anything else about Trans Allegheny? That's all I got. What about you? Got anything else? No. We should. <laughs> no. We should. There's a There's a Curiosities Expo coming up though. Yes. Yes. There is. Uh, we haven't been. I haven't been to it. You went. Okay. Before, so last right? year was the first year they came here to Utah. Yes, because they, so this they is got the, the year. first year got canceled because of COVID. Yeah. And then they finally came last year, and then you went to that one. I did go to last year's. How would you like it? I bought my ticket last night to go to this year's. Oh, shit. Okay. So I, I saw the, the post that we put up on social media, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to buy my ticket. And they commented on it. Yes, they did, actually, because uh, we said we're going to be there. And I was like, shoot, I should buy a ticket because <laughs> I'm part of we. And uh, they're like, great, can't wait to see you guys or something like that. Yes. Um, oh, okay. So Curiosity Expo, it's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of weird shit there. I'm into weird shit. I know shit. last year Brandy bought a, um, she bought like a little snow globe, right? But it was like a, a dead Had octopus. a fetus in it, right? It oh, was a dead octopus in like formaldehyde. Okay, um, snow globe octopus. It, it was like a little cool. snow globe octopus. It was pretty cool. <laughs> um, I did buy her, like someone bought, uh, someone made a, a picture they had like old newspaper and it had a quote on it that i thought was really cool so i bought it for her and then afterwards i found out it was actually a quote from it oh so, nice. yeah her least favorite movie in the world i bought her a quote from um <laughs> but she really liked the quote so i bought it the one booth that i'm looking forward to going back to is there was one booth last year that had a lot of mug shots and like social security cards and stuff of a lot of like notorious oh, serial killers interesting so like John Wayne Gacy, yeah. Richard Ramirez. Like I'm saving my money so I can go straight to that booth and buy some of that serial killer memorabilia. Interesting. Okay. There was also like two-headed duck taxidermy. There's a class you can actually pay for to take. Um, there was like art that was made out of real spider webs. Uh, just all sorts of random like creepy dolls. All sorts of. If you're into that kind of stuff, go check it out. It's actually really fun. There was something that I'm pretty sure they most likely had a booth there. And I've seen them at other like Halloween expos. And it was like a taxidermist <clears throat> um, where they put like uh, skeletons of bats. Yeah. And they have them hanging in, in little portraits and little, little shadow box portraits. Mm-hmm. And they'll have like cool little uh, backgrounds with it as well. Oh, nice. Um, or they'll do, you know, really macabre looking. But it's it's really cool shit. I would like, to, or they put them in terrariums. They'll have them in terrariums hanging upside down. It's they'll, really they'll cool. They'll have different like. Real skeletons of some animals, some like plastic skeletons of animals that you can like put together in like little puzzles or something. Um, <laughs> That's cool. A little there puzzles. was there was one booth. If I had the money, I would have bought. They had like old school like dental tools from like the early 1900s. Oh wow! 
Just a lot of cool I'm a, stuff. Okay, I definitely need to go check this out. I'm going to get our ticket after we're done recording. All right. What, when is it? When is it? Uh, October 10th. Okay. September 10th. I Sep- lied. September. September. September 9th. September 40th. <laughs> 1984. <laughs> I have it in my wallet. Here's my ticket right here. It's September, September 10th. September 10th. In Salt Lake City. Uh, 11 a.m. Tickets are only $10. 15 if you buy them at the door. So it's in Salt Lake City. So if you're trying to, if you live in Salt Lake City or traveling here, we can go to that and we can go to Fear Factory together. Mountain America Expo Center. All right. Join us, please. All right. Let's call that an episode. All right. Go see you don't play that. Peace out, butterflies. Let's bounce. This is the EVP Podcast. <laughs>